days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Very excited for this episode. Get to talk about 49ers versus Steelers. Real football is officially here, everyone. And this is going to be the tale of the tape. Going to get into all the news about the San Francisco 49ers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm really excited to talk about this matchup. We're going to go through the numbers of last year and and kind of get an idea of what those numbers look like 49ers versus Steelers offense defense special teams turnovers talk about new additions to both teams and how those are going to help each team in this matchup uh week one in the Steel City it's going to be a lot of fun so I hope you guys are all excited for this one I know I'm excited to bring it to you uh, because there's a, a really good matchup here Pittsburgh Steelers of course last year Maybe the numbers don't look exactly what you're looking for. Finished at 9-8. and eight. Mike Tomlin con- continues to make sure he puts out winning football seasons. And the 49ers had a really good year. They started by struggling early on, uh, but then they picked up steam. At one point during the season, they won 10 straight. So, Francisco 49ers definitely knew how to finish the season. But Pittsburgh Steelers were coming along with a young quarterback. They still have young playmakers on offense. And so I think it's an exciting matchup to look at when you're looking at, you know, 49ers and Steelers is they got some guys there that can really do some damage for, you know, each team. And I'm excited to talk all about it during this episode because uh, the 49ers are going to be matched up against uh, Kenny Pickett. And Pickett has done so good during the preseason uh, scoring on five touchdown drives. It's been absolutely spectacular for him so this offense is definitely not you know trending the way it was last year it's definitely trending on the upward scale and a lot of that has to do with some of the new additions that they brought in we'll talk about that too so let's go over the Steelers last year uh points per game about 18 points per game with the 49ers scoring 26.5 a lot of that comes from the addition of Christian McCaffrey midway through the year and then the addition of Brock Purdy when he took over against the Miami Dolphins. That's when the 49ers offense started to jump. It's a seven-point jump going, uh, adding Christian McCaffrey and a seven-point jump going from Jimmy Garoppolo to Brock Purdy. That is really good numbers when you think about it. Uh, so spectacular there for them. And then when it comes to the Steelers, everyone expects for there to be an uptick in production as far as points go they've added weapons on offense uh you've you've seen Allen robinson be added george pickens is going to be coming on uh, this season he looks spectacular and then they went out and they got some young guys like calvin austin they brought in miles boinkin uh or brought back miles boinkin they, this is a very talented football team on offense so uh, it appears the 49ers would have an advantage on offense but the steelers are doing some things to help improve uh their offense as well And so I think advantage 49ers as far as offense goes, just too many weapons. The Steelers do have Pickett. They have Najee Harris. They have a lot of guys like Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Allen Robinson. 
and then Pat Fryermuth as well, and an improved offensive line. So are they going to score 18 points a game in 2023? No. Uh, look for this to go up. How much is going to be the question? They can establish a run game with Najee and then take advantage of these playmakers they have on the outside. Uh, then they their numbers could definitely go up. So let's look at the run game. We brought up Najee Harris. And they had a successful year running the football. They averaged about 4.2 yards per carry during the season. They averaged 122 yards on the ground. The San Francisco 49ers, 138 yards on the ground at about a 4.7 yard per carry average. So both of these teams run the ball pretty well and both rely on the run game to kind of enhance the rest of their offense and establishing play action, getting things going on offense. Plus, it takes pressure off young quarterbacks. 49ers, Brock Purdy, Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett. There's going to be pressure on these guys to excel and succeed with the weapons that they've been put around them, whether that's wide receiver, running back, or tight end. Well, one of the ways that it's easy for these players to adapt and overall overcome opposing defenses is to establish the run game. So the 49ers are going to look to get it done with Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell and you know maybe sprinkle in a little bit of Jordan Mason, but these they have a very eclectic style, whether it's getting McCaffrey in the outside zone, running some gap plays on the inside, or hitting Debo Samuel on a toss play, or a little bit of a, of a, a jet sweep or something like that. There's a lot of different ways to go about it. Now, what we've seen from Pittsburgh is a lot of motion and a lot of movement, including ghost motion around the quarterback, Kenny Pickett, and they're getting some different looks, uh, getting your eyes to go different directions, and then taking advantage of Fryermuth and Darnell Washington, who they got uh, in the draft, to block on the edge. So how much will that work against the 49ers? I think that's to be determined through the week. But you can see that both of these teams are going to put a lot of time and effort into running the football. And there's a very talented running back room. Jalen Warren will help out as well with this run game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he's getting a lot of uh, a lot of publicity because he's starting to play really well. So focus on run game for both of these football teams in this game. And you can see at 4.2 for the Steelers, 4.7. They're pretty successful uh, per carry as well. So both defenses are going to have to step up in this game and stop the opposing team's offense. When it comes to pass yards, uh, the 49ers and Brock Purdy have the advantage at 238 yards per game. That you don't expect to take a huge uptick. The way the 49ers go about their offense, a very balanced attack from run game to pass game and extensions of the run game with the quick screens, uh, the bubble screens, and just getting the ball out to their playmakers and letting them make plays with the ball in their hands. When it comes to picket, I fully expect this number to go up uh, during the season. Think... 315 instead of 215. I know they want to get the run game going with Najee Harris, but he's definitely coming to his own. He's got good pocket awareness. He can use his legs to escape the pocket. Does really good in that avenue. Three rushing touchdowns last season for Kenny Pickett. So he's able to do it. And now you've got weapons on for both outside spots and the slot. And a guy that can convert on third down, I think is really what they were looking for. And Robinson's going to be able to do that. So they've got a very talented group and 50-50 balls are something Kenny Pickett can throw up there and these guys can come down with it. Uh, Pickens is is definitely a 50-50 guy. That's going to be a hard matchup for some of the 49ers cornerbacks in this football game. I look forward to getting into that matchup and talking about it more during the week. But I think this number is going to be a little bit different. I expect the 49ers 
pass yards to probably stay pretty close uh, between 230 and 260 during the season, where I expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to take a huge jump. I wouldn't be shocked if Pickett gets it closer to 300, maybe like 275, uh, 280 around there consistently for the number of yards per pass. I know they would like to focus on the run game, but I think at some point, Teams are going to come in, they're going to take away Najee Harris, and they're going to make the Steelers beat them by throwing the football. The Steelers have the weapons, and they have the quarterback to do it. Let's see if they're going to be able to do it in this game. So let's take a look at the quarterback um, comparison here for the San Francisco 49ers and, and the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. You got Cody Pickett versus Brock Purdy. You can see the numbers here. Completion percentage, Brock Purdy at 67.1%. Kenny Pickett at 63. Both were rookie quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett played in 13 games uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Brock Purdy played in nine. That's including his playoff run in 2022. Yards per game, or I mean, sorry, yards overall. Kenny Pickett at 2404 has the advantage. He did play in more football games than Brock Purdy. Purdy at 1371. Uh, but you can see there's definitely more yards for Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to go deep down the field more. That's a part of his game. And we'll see if that translates to the game versus the 49ers. As far as touchdowns, Brock Purdy 13-7. to Brock Purdy taking advantage of his opportunities and scoring touchdowns at a pretty good rate. Uh, just think nine games. And one of those games against Philadelphia, he barely played. And he comes up with 13 touchdowns. Uh, to me, if he can stay on that trend, he can have a really nice year. A plus 30 touchdown season for Brock Purdy could happen with health. I think that's good news. And I think Pickett's numbers are going to go way up. I don't expect him to have less than 20 touchdowns passing the football this season. We'll see what that number ends up being. But to believe he would stay at that low a number, I just don't think so. I look for him to have well, you know, well above 20 touchdowns. Probably a, a few more on the ground as well, the same that he did last year because he's a very talented football player. As far as taking care of the football, Brock Purdy, four interceptions, of course, less time. So he has just under half the interceptions that Cody Pickett, or I'm sorry, Kenny Pickett uh, gave up. Uh, Kenny Pickett is a guy that likes to take chances and likes to throw 50-50 balls. So I expect his interception rate to kind of stay up. I don't think it'll be... Uh, you know, where his he has throws more interceptions and touchdowns, but I don't know if we're going to get a two for a two to one ratio of TDs to interceptions from Pickett. He just takes a lot of chances. Even watching his preseason games this year, there were some footballs that he puts out there. I know he's got an excellent arm and he likes to challenge, uh, you know, what defenders can do, but we'll see what he does protecting the football. I think that could be a big avenue in this football game is how each team protects the football. The team that doesn't turn it over usually wins. The 49ers were definitely good in that category. So let's see how Pickett responds. A lot of those rookie-type mistakes, some of those things will be figured out in year two, and I'm sure he'll make an advancement. As far as sacks go, Brock Purdy was sacked 11 times in the nine games he played, which is four less games than Cody Pickett. Cody Pickett was sacked 27 times. An offensive line was definitely something that they wanted to address. And they, they did go out and address it. They brought in some offensive linemen, uh, they, not only through free agency, but the draft as well, because they are trying to make sure they can keep Brock Purdy, I'm sorry, uh, Kenny Pickett upright. 49ers want to keep Brock Purdy upright as well. That was the main reason that they weren't productive in the NFC Championship game. Brock Purdy got hurt. So 
Uh, both of these teams don't want to give up those sacks. Both quarterbacks display elusiveness, pocket awareness, and being able to create once they get outside the pocket. So that's going to give these defenses fits. Uh, but that that number for Pickett needs to come down. You can't take 27 sacks. You can't hold on to the football, but also the offensive line needs to get better. So those are kind of signals that, hey, yeah, offensive line plays bad. You have a young quarterback that's holding on to the football. If he can speed it up, which it appears he has during preseason, getting the ball out quickly has been more of the theme for him. That sack number is going to come down. Of course, in this game, whichever team comes up with the most sacks is probably going to have a really good chance of winning the game because you have really good pass rushers on both sides of the football, and that's exactly how these defenses are built from those front seven. So it's going to be exciting. When you're talking about quarterback rating, your, your quarterback rating for Brock Purdy, 107.3 to Kenny Pickett sitting at 76.7. So a little bit of a difference between the two. Uh, but to me, I think that, you know, both quarterbacks are uh, young guys, young studs. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do in this football game. So let's talk about the key additions on offense for each team. And let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who bring in offensive guard Isaac Samalo from the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a very good left guard. This was a major upgrade for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's going to help them in the run game. It's going to help them in the pass game. Huge signing. They had to get better along the offensive line, and they did. The interesting fact about this is Samalo is going to be going against a 49ers new addition in Javon Hargrave, who we'll talk about a little bit later. So that's tremendously interesting. Two former teammates who lined up against each other a lot at practice going against each other in week one in uh, Pittsburgh. So I'm excited for that. But that was a good pickup for Samalu. And if he can slow down Javon Hargrave and he can get any sort of movement in the run game, that could be pay di big dividends for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Wide receiver Allen Robinson, who I mentioned earlier, I believe is going to help Kenny Pickett tremendously on third down. Put him in the slot, move him around, get a free release, and allow him to uh, play with feel, sit down in zones, catch the football. It's a little bit of a different role here in this one because he's going to be able to uh, not have to play on the outside as consistently as he did with the Los Angeles Rams. And as 49er fans, we're very familiar with what he did there. It was definitely a down year for Allen Robinson, but a role like he's going to have in Pittsburgh could suit him well not coming in to have huge numbers but to have big pivotal catches and that's going to be interesting for the 49ers are they going to cover Allen Robinson in the slot or whoever's in the slot whether that's Pickens or whoever are they covering him with Isaiah Oliver or are they covering him with Diameter Lenore I think that's something that's going to be interesting offensive guard Nate Herbig came in and he's going to be uh, giving the Steelers a nice bit of protection and help in case of an injury on the interior offensive line. So a nice signing there. They drafted tight end Darnell Washington. He was getting some major snaps uh, during the preseason. He's a big physical body blocking a little bit shaky right now, but at some point he's going to develop, but he's a big target in the passing game. We'll see how much he ultimately plays in this game, but I thought it was a very notable bring in as a signing. And then you're talking about offensive tackle Broderick Jones. I don't know how much he'll help this season, but you see that they're trying to put money and put capital into protecting their franchise quarterback in Kenny Pickett. I think it's a solid move. For the San Francisco 49ers, offensive tackle Colt McKivitz, even though he's not new to the team, he's a new starter 
uh, for the 49ers. And he's got one of the biggest tasks in this entire game, dealing with TJ Watt. Uh, that's going to be the matchup. How the 49ers go about it is what we're going to get into this week. That's definitely going to be a key matchup that everyone's going to highlight and focus on. Wide receiver Ronnie Bell uh, comes out of Michigan's seventh-round pick. And Ronnie Bell, how much will he play into the factor of this game is unknown, but he could be a task with playing, which normally he wouldn't have been. Ray McLeod and Danny Gray wouldn't have gotten hurt. The likelihood is Ronnie Bell would have been inactive for this game, but now he might play significant snaps, especially with the kicker up in the air. Jake Moody doesn't play on Sunday. That means that you're going to elevate a kicker from the practice squad, leaving one less spot to maybe bring up a Willie Sneed or a Chris Conley to be able to help your wide receiver position. Offensive lineman John Feliciano and offensive lineman uh, Matt Pryor. Uh, the, both of those guys, of course, Pryor playing tackle, Feliciano playing inside, are additions to the 49ers offensive line in a case of injury, are going to be going in. So those were key additions for the San Francisco 49ers on offense. Over on the defensive side of the football, uh, both of these defenses were pretty good. And we've talked about the, the pass rushers and who they got in those situations. And that's one of the things that I love about both teams is you got two of the best pass rushers in the entire league. TJ Watt, of course, is spectacular. Uh, but then you also got Alex Highsmith, uh, who did a really good job. So the four yard gave up 16.3 points per game, which is fantastic in today's NFL. That's elite status. That's why the four yards were the number one defense in the entire NFL. There are, of course, changes coming. Uh, you know, this will be Steve Wilkes' first game as 49ers defensive coordinator. Also, uh, they've had some changes up front. We don't know about Nick Bosa, if he'll be playing in this game. But you've added Javon Hargrave. You're going to have a new edge rusher opposite of Bosa in Cleveland Farrell. He's going to be coming in and playing that starting role, taking over for Samson Ebucom, who left in free agency, taking over for Charles Amenehu, who left in free agency. So the 49ers have some changes along that defensive front. That are going to be interesting. We also have questions about Aziz Alshire, who leaves, and you fill in with Orrin Burks if he's healthy. If not, it'll be Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, who plays Sam Linebacker. So interesting developments there, uh, but you've got two very good defenses who are both stingy in different things, uh, and they just don't give up very many yards. And that's one of the things that's very clear about these teams. The 49ers giving up just over 300 yards per game. Pittsburgh Steelers, 330 yards per game. They do it in, in a variety of different ways. Of course, on defense, as far as the run game goes, uh, the 49ers were one of the best, the second best defense against the run in the entire NFL. Steelers more middle of the pack. But that's one of the question marks about the 49ers defense. Last year's interior defensive line consisted of a bunch of different bodies. Eric Armstead went down with injury early in the year and the 49ers lost Javon Kinlaw. So they were playing other guys inside at defensive tackle and were still able to get it done because of their great linebacker core of Fred Warner and Trey Greenlaw. We've seen in the preseason teams take advantage of double teaming the tackles at the point of attack and getting an internal push to be able to create areas to run the football. That is something the Pittsburgh Steelers would love to get going is get their run game going. It appears it's going to be tough sledding because... Javon Hargrave is pretty good against the run, and Eric Armstead is one of the best defensive tackles against the run in the entire NFL. 
Cleveland Farrell plays the run really well, setting the edge on the outside. And we don't know about Bosa yet, but if it's not Bosa, it'll probably be Kerry Hyder because he's really good at setting the edge as well. So that'll be interesting how the 49ers hold up in the run game without Nick Bosa potentially. Uh, but now that they have this linebacker group, it should be pretty good. The 49ers can establish a run game against Pittsburgh, and it looks like that's uh, the one of the best ways to attack this defense with the lack of strength at the linebacker position. Uh, then this could be an interesting matchup. 49ers run game, who averaged over 130, 130 yards at 138 going against a Pittsburgh defense. And I know they've had improvements, and we'll go over those uh, with key additions, but 108 yards per game last year. As far as pass yards, defensive pass yards, it's almost identical. Uh, Pittsburgh giving up 222.3. San Francisco 49ers giving up 222.9. Another interesting stat, the 49ers gave up the least amount of yards through the air during preseason, 115.8 yards per game in the preseason. Of course, with teams running the football the way they were against the 49ers, you could kind of take that stat for whatever you would like. Uh, but I think these guys are pretty equal. Both of them have all pro caliber safeties. Minka Fitzpatrick for the Steelers. Kalanohu Bonga for the San Francisco 49ers. And then there's some other players too uh, that are on defense that you know this the secondaries really count on. So I thought that was interesting how these teams matched up so well in the past game. You see a distinct advantage for the 49ers with run defense as long as the new guys can step up and get it done. Those are question marks though. And not having Nick Bosa could be a real problem. Now, hopefully he signs, and then this is not a big deal. So let's talk about the key additions uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the San Francisco 49ers on defense, uh, because when it comes down to it, both teams had some really big additions. We'll start with Pittsburgh again. They bring in Cole Holcomb. Uh, he's going to be uh, playing interior um, linebacker, and they brought in a couple other guys for linebackers well on the inside, including Quan Alexander, Former hot boy, 49ers know Quan Alexander very well. So he's going to be there. Uh, they also drafted Nick Herbig. So he's going to be a linebacker to watch as well. So those are some additions at linebacker. When it comes to edge, Marcus, Gold, uh, Marcus Golden, 49er fans, very familiar with Marcus Golden. His speed rush ability coming off the outside. Former Arizona Cardinals uh, player. So he was within the division. And we know the 49ers are going to have to pay attention to him. But when you've got TJ Watt, you've got Highsmith, You've got enough to think about already. Herbig will add some pass rush as well. So the 49ers are going to have a few guys they're going to have to worry about in this football game. They can definitely throw a lot of bodies at you in a rotation. Patrick Peterson uh, comes over, another former Arizona Cardinal NFC West player the 49ers have been familiar with. I know he's been around a little bit now, but uh, Patrick Peterson going into his 13th season can still do it at a high level. And we'll see if the 49ers wide receivers can take advantage of Patrick Peterson. They won't be able to uh, get, you know, outsmart the savvy vet, but maybe they could take advantage of a little bit of diminished skills uh, that we've seen on film over the last couple of years, but still a very talented football player. Strong safety Keanu Neal. Uh, we'll see how he fits into the Steelers' plans. My understanding right now is he may not be a starter, uh, but he was a, a pickup that they had. They drafted cornerback Joey Porter Jr., um, I think the, the signing of Desmond King could signal that Porter Jr. is not ready to help the team right now, but they're very optimistic and very high on this young player developing into a young stud. And Desmond King, he was cut by the, the Texans. Let's see what happens with him. 
Will he be the starting nickel corner for the Pittsburgh Steelers week one? It's interesting, but King can definitely help the team. Not only does he play nickel corner, but he can also help on special teams as a return guy as well. So nice key addition for Pittsburgh on defense and special teams for King. When it comes to the offense or the defense for the 49ers, of course, it starts with Javon Hargrave, the big defensive signing at defensive tackle. He's going to make everything easier for everyone else. It also makes Javon Kenlaw a backup rotational piece, less pressure on Kenlaw. He's just in there to stop the run. Now he's basically got the Hassan Ridgeway role from last year, be a run stopper, help get to third and long, and then let these pass rushers come in. Defensive end Cleveland Farrell, who I spoke about earlier, he'll be starting opposite of Bosa if Bosa's playing. If not, probably opposite of Kerry Hyder. But he establishes and sets an edge really well, and he gets after the quarterback pretty well. We've seen him put some pressure on. I fully expect him to eclipse the five sacks that Samson Ebucom got last year. Do I think it'll be a big number above that? I, I can't say that, but I think a couple, six, seven sacks would be realistic for Cleveland Farrell. And I think that would, the four years would be very happy with that number. Cornerback Isaiah Oliver, who a lot of 49er fans are not happy with this preseason play, not happy he made the roster, but the 49ers see him as a big nickel. And this could be a game that they ask him to play a little bit. Uh, being able to match up in 12 personnel sets where you get Darnell Washington on the field or matching up with Connor Hayward, the fullback, uh, those could be things that he's asked to do, depending on what Steve Wilkes likes as far as matchups, not to mention Allen Robinson and some of these bigger wide receivers in the slot. That could be times for Isaiah Oliver to prove why the 49ers wanted him. Also, run game, getting his nose in there, making tackles could be huge for Oliver. Defensive end Austin Bryant, who's going to be a steady part of this rotation early on. He's got speed. We'll see what he does off the edge and if he can put a little bit of pressure on, on Pickett from the outside. A defensive tackle, Kalia Davis, uh, did not play last year, was on the NFI the entire year. Now he's back. He stays low. He's really strong. He's really fast. Used to be a linebacker. University of Central Florida, excited to see what Kalia Davis can do for the 49ers. And then, of course, defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes had to put that on there because we don't know what kind of defense we're going to get. We know he's fitting into the 49ers defense and their personnel's philosophy and scheme, but he's also bringing over some of his own philosophy. And so what is this defense going to look like? Like the 49ers defense last year, uh, will it look something like Carolina's did or will it be a hybrid? That's my guess, a hybrid. And so what will that hybrid be? How much will he blitz? How much will he play man coverage? And how much will he rely on zone the way D'Amico Ryans did? I think those are going to be interesting to see. And with Nick Bosa potentially not being there, he could be looking to manufacture pressure by bringing a lot of blitz packages. And with guys who are great at blitzing, like Isaiah Oliver, Talanohu, Fonga, Fred Warner, and Dre Greenlaw, you could definitely do that. Plus, if Diameter Lenore is playing the nickel, he's also great coming after the quarterback. Uh, so I'm excited about overall that group for the 49ers. So let's talk about the defense and cause turnovers. Turnovers are always a big factor in football games, and the 49ers lived off defensive uh, caused turnovers last year. The defense cost 30, which was one of the top in the NFL, and the Pittsburgh Steelers had 23, which isn't bad at all. Uh, so those are, are good numbers. Both teams are going to want to take advantage of turnovers. We saw that Kenny Pickett had more interceptions thrown than Brock Purdy, 
but that's something that both team both teams want to keep down turnovers overall need to stay down we can't have fumbles we can't have interceptions so both defenses can provide and create turnovers for their football team as far as turnovers on offense the 49ers had 17 turnovers last year pittsburgh steelers 19 pretty much a dead heat on turnovers uh, that the offense creates. So 49ers created turnovers at a higher level. As far as giving up turnovers, just a slight bit better at holding on the football, 17 turnovers. And that's the key because you want to have a really good turnover differential. The 49ers plus 13 at turnover differential, causing 30, giving up 17, plus 13 is very good. That's the kind of thing that helps you get deep in the playoffs and win a lot of football games. Pittsburgh Steelers at plus four. Uh, you, they definitely want to see this go up. They want to create more turnovers, and they want to turn over the football less. And I think with Pickett being in his second year in this offense, I expect turnovers that they actually uh, commit to be less. And so we'll see if this differential goes up, especially with some of the additions you know, that they had in the secondary. Uh, can they make even more plays? Can Minka Fitzpatrick create six turnovers again like he did last year? 49ers had Tashawn Gibson with five interceptions at safety, and the Pittsburgh Steelers had Mika Fitzpatrick with six interceptions at safety. So both just absolutely fantastic at creating turnovers and then not turning it over on offense. 49ers just a little bit better than Pittsburgh, but both pretty good. So this is going to be a you know an exciting matchup. Let's talk about special teams just for a second. 49ers ranked 17th. That was a huge improvement for the year before. And I know most of the time you say 17, that's kind of middle of the road. Uh, but when you're talking about coming back from 2021, where they were ranked one of the last four in special teams in the entire NFL, new special teams coordinator Brian Schneider came in, and it definitely changed some things. They brought in guys for special teams, George Odom, Oren Burks, uh, Ray Ray McLeod also helping in the return game. And now they have a big question mark. Jake Moody's taking over the kicking duties from Robbie Gold. He is questionable for this game. We'll see if he ends up playing. They say he's training in the right direction. He did do kicking at practice today. So Jake Moody could be there. If not, it will be Matthew Wright who kicks for the 49ers. 49ers signed him to the practice squad officially today as well. So it will either be Moody or Matthew Wright. We'll see uh, which one. The main thing is that they get field goals through because this is going to be a tight one. You go play Pittsburgh on the road, you can't make mistakes, uh, especially miss field goals. Don't leave points on the field. You got to take advantage of it. Pittsburgh at 21. I look for this to improve. Anytime you're improving your roster, improving your depth, you're going to play better on special teams. And just looking at their interior linebackers, looking at their secondary, looking at the receivers that they have, including Calvin Austin, maybe handling a lot of the return game. If not him, Desmond King, they've done a good job. There should be an improvement here. I expect both of these teams on special teams to be nearer to 15. And I'm hoping the 49ers, as long as Moody uh, can play up to expectations, and as long as Ray Ray gets back, that this special teams unit in year two with some of the young players that are going to help will go up into and around 10. I think if that's the case, the four years get to in inside the top 10 on special teams, uh, they could run the, the trifecta of offense, defense, and special teams, all top 10. And that makes you a very good team because you can rely on complimentary football. So I think it's a cool one. It's exciting matchup. 
We're almost to 49ers for Steelers week one. I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode talking 49ers versus Steelers in the tail of the tape because sometimes you just have to look at those numbers and see exactly who is going to fit where. Uh, so I'm excited about this one. Let me know what you think about the numbers. Of course, during the week, more content talking offensive key matchups, defensive key matchups. I'm uh, going to get into a game preview show. Lots of cool stuff available right here on YouTube, available on 40 Yards Cutback on Believe, which is on all audio platforms. Leave me a five-star rating. Subscribe to the channel of YouTube if you can. Of course, PSF app coming soon. Uh, lots of cool stuff coming your way. And of course, Patreon. Uh, can't forget Patreon. Lots of good stuff available over there as well. And a brand new episode of the Ant Hill Show is available over on Patreon. So you guys can go check that out. We talk 49ers versus Pittsburgh, get into the matchups, talk about the key players. It's a lot of fun. So I hope you guys will all come through for that. And until the next one, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers.